Welcome to Story Route Zero. This is a podcast where friends gather to talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the strange worlds of video games. We often don't know where we're going, but that's half the fun. Come on the journey with us. Hit us up on Twitter at StoryRouteZero. You can send us an email at StoryRouteZero at gmail.com. That includes questions, concerns, comments, complaints, pet pics. Send us some recipes. Send us some stories about your day. We're going to listen. Podcast start your engines. We have liftoff. Let's have a journey. Welcome to episode 103 of Story Route Zero. I'm one of your hosts, Jason. And joining me, as always, is Moose and Michaela. Yo. How's it going? What's up? It's going, man. How are you? Good, good. We gave Matt the night off. Um, yeah. So it's just the three of us, and um, we do have a Nintendo Direct that happened, and an oh, yeah. indie um, showcase from Sony. So oh, yeah. Um, but before that, let's talk about what we're playing. Awesome. Well, let's go uh, first. Moose, I'll go first. I'll, I'll still. I'll, I'll kick it off. So, um, I think I talked about Frozen Wilds last week, but I don't think I beat it then. I beat it, like, Tuesday or Wednesday, I think. Um, did I? I don't think I mentioned that last week. Uh, yeah, I think it was so, after the episode. You were after yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, I was like, yeah. So, anyways, uh, it was a good DLC. I had fun with it. The final, quote-unquote, boss was entertaining. Um, there was, like, one more mission to clean out like the the um, infected machines that were in the area and I'm like, you know what? I think I'll be all right. <laughs> and so I just deleted it off the uh external hard drive and was like, let's move on, you know. Um because I'm I'm ready for for Ben West, which is Friday. And it's already preloaded and on my PS5. So I'm ready to go. Um after that, uh I also beat Bloodborne PSX. Demake is done, which uh, the developer did a really good job of keeping things familiar, but like making the level design different enough to where you weren't like, I have no, like, where am I going? Like some places you're like, oh, I know where I am. And then a lot of times you're like, where does this lead to? Which was nice. And then um, uh, does anybody mind spoilers now? So there's three bosses. So you basically fight Cleric Beast, you fight Father Gascoigne, and then after you fight Father Gascoigne, you don't go in to the cathedral section. Mm-hmm. You'll basically hit the gate, and it'll be like something has changed in the world. And then you just turn around, and you have to make, like, all the lamps don't work. And oh. so you have you have to make a trek back through the sewers to get to a lamp or to get, you know, to the hunter's dream. But like, um, do y'all remember where the boar was 
mm-hmm. the beginning part, like underneath mm-hmm. the sewers, it disappears and there's like something like hanging from the ceiling and there's like a shiny underneath it. So you go to pick it up and it's sedatives. So you can probably think of what's lurking in the sewers now. Uh, it's the winter lanterns. So you have winter lanterns to like, I ran by them. I didn't even fight them because they're like, turning radius was insane and they would grab me i'm like i'm just bolting i'm not even trying fighting them um i made it back to the uh hunter's dream and worked my way because like you can re uh light the lamps and then you go back to that lamp and so i i got the big bonfire one and then went worked my way back up to the yarnum central where gilbert is and his door is open. And then so you go explore his estate. And then you actually like, he like talks about like, oh, I met a hunter who seemed to be really nice. And then he like leaves a note and he's like, you know, I have one more request for you, Hunter. And then like when you finally get through his mansion and up into the big quote unquote arena, he's strapped to a gurney and you basically like have to kill him but then like you hit him like two three times on each side and he is no longer strapped down and then he's up and jumping around and like trying to get you and so that was the third boss fight that that they put in the game and then credits rolled uh and that was it so that was a lot of fun um so i definitely recommend if you have a pc and the ability to play it and uh you love bloodborne check it out so that was good I jumped in this past weekend and played some Lost Ark. So mm-hmm. I downloaded it Friday. Um, like, there's a bunch of people I know that were like talking about it. And a buddy of mine was like, Yeah, I'm going to try and play Friday. And I was like, Well, fuck it. I was like, I'll download it and log in. And so I logged in and <clears throat> like they do the whole thing with uh, Final Fantasy 14 where like you pick, I think it's the Marauder class. And then from there, or or gladiator you can go like i'm gonna do warrior i'm gonna do paladin i'm gonna do you know like you get to pick your specialty class of that and so i went with the paladin surprise surprise um the movement is interesting because it's not like like i'm always trying to hit w a s and d to turn my character around but that's not how it works and it's like weird because like you'll be attacking in one direction and you're like, I'm like trying to look at the buttons to remember them. And then like all of a sudden my character is like south of the mob and turn the other way. And I'm like, what the hell happened? And so uh, it's going to take some time getting used to like to the controls. But I had fun with it. I'll probably jump back in again at some time at some point. But uh, yeah, it's definitely a cool little game. I'm enjoying it. I also played uh, a demo of a game called Warm Snow which is a roguelike, which um, apparently... Oh, so what Never mind. Well, <laughs> so uh, I shared that in our chat, and, and uh, me and Jason were talking about it, and so I think that was Saturday morning, so I just I just downloaded it real quick and fired it up. So I was sitting in here, I don't even know what for what reason I was in here, but I downloaded it and fired it up. Oh, I was playing... Um, I was going to try and play Bloodborne. That's why I was in here because uh, this is where my laptop was. But anyways, so the game is pretty cool. It's a roguelike. It's a, 
I want to say that's like three quarter viewpoint. So it's kind of like uh, Diablo or uh, Zelda back in the day, like Legend of Zelda, where it's not quite top down. It's like, but it's skewed a little bit. Um, the combat's pretty cool. I think it's quick and responsive. You have a uh, regular attack, and then I don't like your secondary attack is blades that follow you around, and so you pick up swords. And you can uh, throw the swords. That's your your range uh, DPS towards enemies. And then you have a spell that you can recall them to you. Um, and then you have a dodge mechanic on X. And I can't remember what circle it was. But anyways, <clears throat> so you'll just move through the game and you'll get upgrades and whatnot. And then the cool thing is I, I liked is like when you get an upgrade you have four slots that you can like put it in. You can put it in like your melee, you can put it in your swords, you can put it in your dodge mechanic. And so like you can pick where you want to level. So if you're like someone like me, who's trying to learn the system and I'm like, I kind of want to build, build like a, a vampire build where it's like any damage I do has a chance to heal me or something like that. You know, that's what you can do. And um, there is a healing mechanic as well. Uh, and then like, you can replenish your healing mechanics. Like if you find, the stuff that does that. Um, I fought two bosses and beat both bosses. I don't know how many bosses are in the demo, but if you like roguelites and uh, the the art style is really cool too. I really like it. Uh, so if you're if you're into cool indies and roguelites, I highly recommend checking it out. Um, I played a bunch of Skyrim, but the only reason I mention it is because I'm a couple of trophies, thirty percent closer to the platinum so now i only have like mission trophies and then i have i have to get a hundred thousand gold and i have to uh read 50 skill books but i think my skill books are at like 30 something so i just gotta spend one day just going place to place to try and find uh new places that i haven't read the skill books but that's skyrim um and then uh i going off of the direct Jason and I've been waiting for a game, uh, Getsu Fumaden on Dying Moon. And I nabbed that because I had some leftover money on my Switch from a gift card from Christmas. And I was like, I am down. And so I bought that. And it is, it's just like, not exactly. It's a little more stripped down than Neo, obviously, but it, it, it it's like Neo. 2D side scrolling Neo. You get two different weapons you can swap from. You you, act, you get two ranged weapons. Um, there's a healing mechanic. Uh, it's just it it's cool. It's got a strong and a light attack. And depending on what weapon you're using, you might have a like a shielding attack. Like you could carry an umbrella. So far, I've used like the katana, the dual blades, big giant club, pole arm, fans, uh, and that's a about it but uh it's a lot of fun i've beaten the boss multiple times because you just basically die and go back to the beginning and have to beat him again and it's kind of like i would say it's like returnal where you're just gonna have to keep beating that boss over and over again until you you know beat the last one and beat the game but it's a lot of fun uh beautiful art style the art style is crazy the game is absolutely gorgeous like it is a beautiful game I, the only thing I, the only complaint I have 
is I hate how small the text is on the Switch. And I want to say I would understand if the box, like the screen is like this big, the box for the text is like this big. And I'm like, dude, blow it all the way up. Why is the box not the size of the screen? And why? And also the text doesn't even fill the box that's like in the small box. It's like increase the font size. Like you have older gamers playing this game, you know, like. I'm not trying to like kill my eyesight trying to read this stuff, but um, anyways, it's it's a lot of fun. I highly recommend checking it out if you like uh, 2D side scrolling, and it, I wouldn't say a little bit more of a. I don't want to say hack and slashers are like. It's more of a thinking man's hack and slash because you really have to like like approach your enemies like you would a uh, Dark Souls game. And it is kind of like Dark Souls where, like, you just have to, like, you just learn from dying. Like, that's the whole, that's the whole thing. But anyways, um, that game is a lot of fun, and I highly recommend checking it out. And that is about it for me, for what I've played. So, anyways, Jason, Michaela? I'll go, because I'll be quick. Um, The other day, I did mess around a little bit more in Slime Rancher for my backlog. Uh, but my primary focus this week, unsurprisingly, for the fourth week in a row, was Horizon. I recompleted the main campaign uh, again uh, mm-hmm. for at least the fourth time, maybe the fifth time. I've lost track over these many moons. Um, I looked at the trophy list after I finished my like playthrough of the base game. And I literally did everything to re-platinum that game short of polishing off the collectibles like the the figurines and whatnot that you can literally buy a map for and go find. And I just didn't feel like doing that. But I basically re-platinumed the game. Nice. (laughs) Um, Nice. And then went straight to the Frozen Wilds DLC myself and started a replay of that and right now on my television if you you can't really see it uh i am actually in the cauldron in the final mission for the frozen wild (gasps) there's the new puppo for listeners who don't know what the fuck i just interrupted myself for jason got a new fur baby today oh he's he's so adorable we don't talk about Bruno. You're gonna I, every time you see that damn dog, that's what you're gonna be thinking of. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so yes, I am in the last mission of the Frozen Wilds DLC, pending on how long we end up talking about the direct. I may very well just go finish the DLC right after this. Um, because I did all of the other side quests and even actually found all of the collectibles in the Frozen Wilds DLC. Damn. I don't know. I have a problem, man. My no, you don't. Listen, don't... listen. Don't, don't be ashamed. Embrace it. You know, you've got a game that you absolutely love. Just play the hell out of it. Like, you've been waiting. It's been five years since the first one came out. It's We're all excited, you know, about mm-hmm. the next one. So, uh, I, I would like we're both going to be playing to death Elden Ring. So it's like you know, 
enjoy it while you can, while it's new and fresh. Or, well, not new and fresh, but you know what I mean. Leading yeah. into the next one. Yeah. My new save file, uh, I've racked up about 70 hours on my on my new save file uh, between basically <laughs> re-platinuming the thing. <laughs> well, I basically redid the platinum and redid the DLC almost 100%. Like, I just have to go kill the fire claw. Essentially, I have to get to it and kill the fire claw. Um, nice. Like, I am in the cauldron um, for that. Um, one thing I did just want to say about replaying the Frozen Wilds. So, I've replayed the base game multiple times. This is my first time replaying the Frozen Wilds DLC in its entirety. And on re-examination, the, the, the tweaks that they made, because, like, I got super obsessed with the updated snow graphics that they did, because that was a big showcase when the Frozen Wilds came out. They improved the snow graphics, like you, your footprints yeah. say. You can actually see animal tracks through the snow. Mm-hmm. Snow gathers on Aloy's outfits, um, all that stuff. But they made a lot of improvements for the DLC. Like the lighting is better. The just the visual standard is better in general. Like the character models were no slouches before the DLC, but they're it's just really, really good. Like a lot of the animations and dialogue are still basically Chuck E. Cheese animatrons, but the the actual visual visual quality of the lighting and the and the character models and the environments is just unparalleled. And they they made they did smooth things out even more for the DLC beyond just the snow graphics and the physics. Um, and then they also made some improvements to like and I know like, we can expect much more now five years later. The Decima engines not only come a long way, but they've learned a lot from making the first game. Um, reviews dropped by the way today that I'm personally not reading because I don't want to know. I know it's going to be good. That's I don't I don't need a reviewer to tell me that. I know I'm going to enjoy it. Don't need a reviewer to tell me that either. I'll read it after. Um, mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> even in the Frozen Wilds DLC, they had already like started to show how they were thinking about improving things like human combat because we all know human combat was kind of boring in the base game of the of Horizon. Like sneak around, poke a guy in the back, shoot a guy in the face. Like, there's human enemies in the bandit camp in the Frozen Wild DLC that aren't just even wearing a helmet. Their entire face is covered, so you cannot one-shot headshot them. The human AI yeah. is even marginally a little bit better. Like, there's no rocket scientist walking around the bandit camp, but it is a little bit better. Um, so you can see how they had started to think things through in terms of the gameplay, even just in the the few months between when Horizon released in March and I want to say Frozen Wilds released it in November of that year. Um, somewhere thereabout. So yeah. uh, I'm very excited to see how much farther they've come in five years because you could already tell the things that they had started to think about. Um, I did read part of one review today because it was a review of the photo mode. <laughs> <laughs> From the fourth Apparently so. So, uh, uh, never mind. I can't. I won't want to say anything because I watched a video on the the performance of the PS5 version, and they use the photo mode to like show how things pop in in the game. Spoilers alert! Sorry, and it was just mind boggling. I was like, I can't wait to play this damn game. Like, I want to play it. But, anyways, continue. Sorry. Yeah. I will but say they it, haven't ticked off the boxes on my wish list based on the review I read. 
at least at launch, the photo <laughs> mode won't have all of the features that I would like. They kept it pretty similar to how the photo mode is in in Horizon Zero Dawn with a few tweaks here and there. Um, mm. There are some things that I would really like to see, not only in Horizon's photo mode, but in all photo modes, because I'm greedy like that. No, we're gamers. Like, be greedy. It's, you know, yeah. like, hey. Give us a good photo mode. You built this. You took so long to build this game. Give us a good way to show it off. You know, that like, and Horizon has an extremely, like I talked about this last week, extremely dedicated photo mode community. It is very strong yeah. uh, and very active. Like the the top games I see photo moded are Horizon, Last of Us, Red Dead, um, yeah. and Spider-Man are probably the four that I see photo mode. And Cyberpunk is actually up there with a lot of photo mode too. As for as much shit as that game gets, it is visually uh, impressive and people do a lot with the photo mode, probably more so on PC, I'm guessing, in that game. Uh, but I'm getting sidetracked. So my favorite thing about Horizon's photo mode is the time of day slider, which a lot of photo modes don't have. <clears throat> Something that I would like is a weather system toggle, and I don't think they implemented that. I know they kept the time of day slider. You can also change Aloy's body pose facial expression and the face paint she has um i wish you could swap her outfits on the fly as well i don't think they added that um something i would love is an undo button so you can just hit undo for whatever you just were playing with so you can toggle back and forth and see what the changes you made were like implemented and also like a save so that you could like save like a preset within your settings so you can toggle between like settings that you've created within a photo mode um, nice. and e- easily be able to reaccess that. Uh, again, I'm a greedy bitch. Um, Pre- I, mode would be awesome. Yes. But. I know that they improved like the, the focal length and aperture settings, which is nice Ooh. because depth of field is fun to play with. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. I have a tweet scheduled for Wednesday because of course I do. I scheduled a few more tweets for this week. Um, nothing wrong with that i did my last photo mode monday today for horizon with some um shield weaver armor silhouette shots from the frozen wilds that i took uh, over the weekend um but yes yeah excited excited for friday i'm gonna be i'm gonna be watching for the postman i'll be playing it at midnight thursday (laughs) I will not, but I do have. So I have. But you get the collector's edition. Or, I do. So, I so, have Friday yeah. off. I'm going to brunch with my mother. And she's like, maybe we can go shopping. I was like, no, 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 Emery. You don't understand. I, I love need to you, go home. But nay. <laughs> nay, can he I, do it? <laughs> I, will, I, I will take you out to brunch, but then I am going home and sitting in the post office at my apartment complex and waiting. I'm posting up. Yeah. Um, but I have Friday, this Friday off, like anyways, like we have a four day weekend this weekend. So I had, I would have had Friday through Monday off anyways. And then I took Tuesday through Friday next week off. So I basically have this Friday, which is the 18th through Sunday, the 27th off. Wow. Oh, that's right. Good old Elden Ring. (laughs) (laughs) so uh i'm gonna go beat the frozen wilds after this and then my project for this week my goal for before forbidden west comes out is i want to play through the first three chapters 
um, that are available for triangle strategy through the demo because the the progression carries over to the full game. So I'm gonna take that head start and do that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I downloaded that because I was like, you know what? I do like it keeps showing up on my Facebook feed as I'm like scrolling through. It's like, mm-hmm. like yep. God, I'm like son of a. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, I, I, I it zooms in first to the character. Yeah, and, like, and I'm yeah. like, no, I'm like, I'm, and then I'm like, God, this game looks really it's good. Like, and, you do know? it, do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. I've also yeah. heard, like, I've heard secondhand about things that they improved. So I played and reviewed the original demo that they released, and I've heard that they've mm-hmm. made some improvements. Like, I've heard that the voice acting acting has improved, which is something that I like noted as a they need to fix this when I reviewed the demo. Um, cause the English voice acting was pretty bad. I actually kind of hope we have access to the Japanese voice acting like we did with Octopath because I'm usually perfectly, I'm not usually like, Oh, dub is for loser sub only anime type person. Yeah. I'm usually perfectly happy with a dub. Um, but there are some instances where I like the subs better and Octopath was one of those. So I would like that option here if possible, right. even if they have improved the English voice acting, I like my options. But yes, yeah, so my goal after today is to play through the arc, uh, not arc, the uh, triangle strategy. I hate that name so much. I, the triangle strategy demo name. because it gives you access to the first three chapters of the game and your progression does carry over. And I'm going to need all the time in the world I can to get ahead on games for the next month. So not wasting any a single moment. <laughs> Hit the ground running. Yep. Jason? I played a bunch. Um, I don't have any embargoes anymore. So I'm safe. Um, yeah. Rise of the Third Power is done. My review is up on the website. Um, nice. With a typo in the tweet because I'm sleep deprived and stupid, but we can't delete the tweet because the devs retweeted it. <laughs> All right, then. Um, Sorry, Jason. Oh, then. All righty then. Uh, this was... Um, I really enjoyed... I, I, I mean, I mentioned it in my review. I'm very picky, but it's because I want this style. I, I like the turn base with the menu. I don't, I don't like actually attacking. Like, I don't want to be in control. Nothing wrong with it. Like, I didn't think, like, like Final Fantasy XV's combat... I don't want that for an RPG from me. Um, so I like the whole skills in the menu, like, and with um, Rise, there's some strategy to it. Like one character maybe debuffs a, uh, an enemy, another takes advantage. And like, it was cool that it, it held your hand, but didn't make it like, Okay, that's enough. I'm like some games with tutorials are a little excessive. Like, okay, I get it. This though, you basically had the option to expand the help or just leave it kind of minimized, which was cool. Um, great dialogue, I'm questionably funny at times. I'm, still no, I'm like still not over that. Borderline when I was inappropriate, you. like borderline. Borderline. Well, she didn't say it. She just spelled out most of e, it. E and 
No, it's a great game. Uh, yes, the Ruse up on obelisk.co. Um, highly recommend. I, I played on PlayStation, ran fine. My guess is the Switch version will hopefully, hoping for a physical down the road so I can nab it on Switch. Um, nice. I had finished Ali Ali. I talked about that a little last week. That review should be sometime soon. Um, the third game under embargo was Grapple Dog. Uh, just about finished that, so that review will also be soon. That's a fun platformer. Um, grappling is kind of the focus, like in reach. Like it's a it's a side scrolling, but there is a lot of verticality um, for collect like collecting. Like it's one of those platformers. Like there's five gems, to, like kind of like think Super Mario World. There was the Donkey Kong, mm-hmm. the uh, Yoshi coin. Kind of like that. Like if you collect them, they're a bonus. You don't have to. Um, really cool feature. There's the accessibility. You can turn off damage. Oh, nice. Um, and you can turn on infinite jumping in air. Oh, that's so cool. if you have trouble with the grappling concept, which isn't hard, but grappling's not perfect. Like if you hit the wrong Wow. Angle. Did you just say that? Hold on. Did you just say grappling's not perfect? I said the grappling. Is oh, okay. Grappling in any game is perfect. <laughs> grappling should be in all games. I don't care. It will be in Horizon. Yes. Um, also playing, I'm still playing Dark Souls 2. I am about 27 hours in. Slow and steady win the race. Like this... I wouldn't be surprised if by end of year this is my most played game just because it took the longest. Like I'm, I'm really playing blind. I'm not looking. Like, I've asked Matt a few questions because he's played, but more like, oh, what does this item do? But kind of exploring on my own. Uh, I've killed 10 bosses, and Moose had told me he looked it up. It was like 34. So I'm I'm not even like halfway and I'm almost at 30 hours. I'm the thing is I'm not bad at souls. Yeah. I'm very cautious and I think it makes me worse than I sh- like because I do know, like I remember one time in Bloodborne like Moose is like, well this guy's kind of difficult like most people die on the first and like I did this parry like right off the bat and he goes, "Oh shit." <laughs> like I'm not bad, but I'm. I think my cautiousness, and I've talked to Michaela about this. It kind of makes you like a little too cautious, but then like you're a little aggressive and you fail, and you're like then you're over cautious because you. It's like it gets in your head. Plays like mind games. The perception of the difficulty is worse than the difficulty itself. Yes. Yes. Um, It's actually uh, if you play the DLC, it's forty-two bosses. Well, I have the DLC. I don't. Yeah, and it's included with the Scholar of the First Sin. So. I wonder if it's one of those DLC that's like just in there, and if I stumble upon it, I'm going to play it type. Because Souls yes. usually does that. Like, it's not like yeah. packed on, like, it's just an added. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Now you're Wait, stuck. question. Yeah. Jason, I've never actually asked you this. 
have is this the last one of the Soulsborne games for you? Or have you played all like Demon Souls no. one, two, three, Bloodborne? Bloodborne and, and one. Okay. I didn't think yes. you I played, played three. I played all of ten minutes of three. I took the wrong path and that was the last I played. Remember that was Yes. Probably, I do remember I'm, like, that. I'm in this area. And he goes, No, 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 turn around, turn around, turn around. <laughs> yes, I did. So funny. I, uh, well, I he's well. He he's also he also stated he was look. I asked him because I was like, "Is there a reason you're playing this before three? Uh, and he was. I was like, "Are you just playing them in order?" And he said, "Yeah." I was like, "Which makes sense for him to you know." Yeah, you um, don't want to th- play them out of order because, like we talked about this, it's harder to go back once you go forward. Where? Yeah. Where did I get stuck in three? Where did I go? How do you go the wrong way 10 minutes in? Where did you go? Gundir's usually just like sitting there waiting for no, you. No, no, I beat, I beat the tutorial ball. You beat Gundir. And then did, I, went were you the, try, I went up the were stairs. You fight, I think, didn't I go left fight, and I fought that guy that you're not... that you The red-eyed knight? Yeah. I was uh, going to say, were you messing with him? Because there's him. I thought, I don't think you activated the dancer. No. Yeah, you, would, you would know if you activated the dancer. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it was the knight. So... I think it was yeah. the night, but you so know. he didn't really go the wrong way. He just went away that the dude well, was just like, "I kind of did break in, your face in remastered." You I did do that in remastered, where you went to the through the, the graveyard. Yeah, he went. Well, he was remastered, trying to go you can the get graveyard. fucked really easy. Yeah, yeah. I went, but to like, the left of front, and like I'm yeah. like, why are these skeletons kicking the shit out of me? And because you're not supposed to be in like, that area yet. You're not supposed Which, to go there. Yeah, which is like a way for the game to be like help you figure out where you need to go. Like when you're fighting them and dying so much, and it's like, okay, well maybe I shouldn't be here. And then you help just... is a generous word, <laughs> more like punish you till you get the punish you till you get the point. I guess. Yeah, you're right. Okay, but anyways, I'd say the most my mo- the most frustrating thing for me in two at least, I when I get invaded by the the dark spirits. They suck. And like a lot of times I kind of retreat and pick things off. The dark spirit though is like, no, I'm gonna keep following you. I'm just gonna keep chasing you. And I did stumble upon the um there's a secret area that's open PvP. And I was like, I'm like, but I'm hollow, I shouldn't be invaded. Doesn't matter in this area. Mm. And I was like, okay. Next time you die, do it near the door so you can run in, get the souls back, and get the fuck out. So, um, playing that, uh, I am having fun. Um, I, I had, I actually got 100% in Vampire Survivors. And then the developer, nice. bless his heart, he released a patch. And added three more achievements. Now he's got to go back. Jason's going back. <laughs> Gauntlet has been thrown. Yeah. To be fair, the game's in early access, so I've been playing and like, but the stuff he's been adding has been like new characters and and new powers. So it's yeah, achievement wise, it's not hard. Like if you do a run, you're on. You're, it's like a 50-50 chance if you're going to get the trophy without trying. Um, 
So it's it's kind of nice being like this early in early access because I get to see like he keeps adding content. Um, so that's fun. I um I fa- I don't know I read it somewhere. Thank you Google because you know what I search for. Uh, Rogue Legacy the PC version has a mod that adds. It's an official mod. Like someone made it and the developers decided we're just going to include it with the game now. It adds three bosses, three areas and four new bosses to the game. But it's the only PC. So I loaded it up and then I was like, let me try that less than 15 death run. And actually today during lunch, I pulled it off. Eight deaths only. So I beat Rogue Legacy again. Second time this year. It took me half the time. I it took me 19 hours on PlayStation. This 15 death run or less was only eight hours total. I think I had one one reset. I reached like 11 deaths, and I was just like, mm, "We're gonna start over." Um. So I think that's about all I played. Yeah, it sounds about right. Nice. All right. Um, news, news. There was some news this week. Um, first piece, which will will happen when this goes live, but you mentioned Cyberpunk and it reminded me. CD Projekt Red is holding an official stream tomorrow on Twitch. And the speculation is that this will be the launch of the next-gen versions of the game. And to further that rumor, apparently the next-gen version's already been spotted on the Xbox store. I guess they loaded in the the art and everything to like yeah. download it if you own it. So basically what you're telling me is delete Twitter tomorrow because toxic bitches gonna be coming out the woodwork yeah yeah good (laughs) well playstation had an indie showcase so xbox better moving on nintendo (laughs) had a direct playstation xbox better so we're done uh no playstation had an indie showcase seven games were shown off just a little they did it through the blog every 15 minutes kind of cool way how they did it like they've done that before with the indies yeah. yeah First update, we saw more of Moss Book 2. Looks really cool. If you haven't played the first one and you have VR, check it out. Um, next up was Animal Well. It's this... I, just look it up. Uh, Animal Well. Two words. I don't really know how to... It's, it's weird. It's I don't know how to explain it. We got to see... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. And they, a sixth playable character was announced. Master Splinter. Yeah. Still no date, but this looks really cool. Um, this game's Did really they cool. not say spring? They said spring, but they didn't give exact. I mean, I'm not like holding them to, you know, to the flames if they don't release it in spring, but I feel, feel like it's been long enough for them to, yeah. to push it out in time for spring. So, but... 
Uh, next was Post Void, which is a retro style first person shooter. It's got that like old school Duke Nukem mm-hmm. he- uh, Hexen type look to it. That's the spring. Salt and Sanctuary. Sanctu- Salt, Salt and, and sacrifice. sacrifice was shown launching yes. May 10th, and there will be PvP. Yeah, gonna kill some dirty mages. <laughs> Looks very cool. Very cool. Um, yeah. Samurai Gun 2 was announced. It's coming. It's I believe it's already on Steam or it's coming soon, but it will be coming to PS5. Excuse me. Um, and it's including cameos from like Spelunky Everyone. and Among Us. So that's cool. And Hello Neighbor 2 was announced for PS4 and 5. Which is surprising because Hello Neighbor 1 did not necessarily do well in terms of the critics or sales, I think. So surprising that they continued the IP. But if you're interested in Hello Neighbor, it is literally on every sale, I feel. Yeah. (laughs) Anytime there's a PlayStation Store sale, Phil, this is always on sale. But Nintendo had a direct, and as usual, somehow in 40 minutes, they crammed like a billion things in. Like, I, I'm still blown away at how much they actually fit into the But I, and I was telling Moose, because I watched it with Moose, they need to stop telling us how long it's going to be. Because we kept sitting there, oh, there's 12 minutes left. There's 12. Still got time. And it's yeah. like you kind of know, and then you're like, oh, there's only a minute left. That's that's the end of the show. Damn it. Yeah, just just let it just let it go. Just you know, just say there's gonna be a direct and just show it. You know? Open the show with Fire Emblem Warriors Three Hopes. They I will say when I when I started watching the show and I saw I was like, wait, wait. Wait, fire on the and then it's like, oh, Muso, but okay. <laughs> yeah, it'll be all right. That launches June twenty fourth. Next up, Advance Wars. Um, they've since the last one, they've added full voiceover for all the main characters. That launches April eighth. Next, No Man's Sky is coming to Switch this summer. Honestly, surprised cool. that has not happened before. I know. That's I actually, a good point. Yeah. When they were showing it, I googled it because I I was like, "Is this an update? Like, how is this? Is not... this not already on here?" I, I did the for same some thing. reason. I really thought it was. Me too. I just assumed. Yeah. Next, we got Mario Strikers Battle League. This is hilarious. Is this the only the second Strikers game? Yeah. Was the only other one on GameCube? I, I love think... that game. This. This looks cool. I'm not gonna lie. It does. I don't think I'd get it. Wait, did they show? Can you? Is there still an electrified fence? Because my sister and I literally played that game as kids, and all we did was knock each other into the fence because it's electrified the edge of the arena. I don't remember, but there could possibly. You could find out on June 10th when it launches. <laughs> we have to see another Splatoon three. Um, Trailer. This time though it was gameplay, uh, not like that weird whatever the hell that was last time that closed the show. 
This showed the um, I forgot the name of it, but it's basically the PVE style um, co-op with some new enemies. Front Mission First is coming this summer. It's kind yeah. of like, like what was the word? The, the what is it? The um, oh, the robots. Yeah, um, what is it? Moose is like that. Sounds familiar. And then they showed it. <laughs> then, yeah, I can't. I can't remember off the top. And of my then head. they closed it with announcing that Front Mission Second is in the works yes. and will be coming later. Next up is free. I didn't even realize it was free to play when they announced it, but free to play Disney Speedstorm. It is a Disney-based uh, kart racer. Hey, for free to play, I'll definitely download that at least. Next up, for the Star Wars: The Force Unleashed. Unleashed. I'm having difficulty time. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, and <laughs> it is not coming out on May the fourth. It is coming out on April twentieth. Boo. Boo. May the fourth, twenty is it? I think it's cool if you're a fan of the game, but it still looks like it did. I mean, it doesn't. If you're, think I've I played the original. It's fun, and if you never did, it's cool that I saw it switch. But if you're hoping for more, I temper your expectations because although you can clearly tell it's Sam Witwer is the main character who went on to be Deacon in Days Gone, but like I think before when when he was in that, I didn't really know who he was, and now that he like. Oh yeah. See, I know him primarily as a TV actor. He's done a bunch of stuff. Yeah, like he, he watched, Be- yeah. I watched the show. Um, he was in Being Human, the yes, American that's version. The show. Yep. Um, and he was he was in he did some stuff in Once Upon a Time and something else. He's been in a few things for TV usually, but yeah, I forget sometimes he's in video games. Next up, um, Assassin's Creed: The Ezio Collection. It comes out actually this week, February seventeenth. It's the first three games. This, this has been, I could have sworn they either announced it or it was strongly rumored before this. I guess this just confirmed it. Um, next up, Matt's not here, but he's super excited. SD Gundam Battle Alliance is coming. They just said 2022. Yeah. Uh, another, another NVIDIA leak is true. Chrono Cross is coming to multi-platform. April 7th. Yeah. Uh, two That's... points. I And this is me. I'm not... I mean, you guys can agree with me. This looks like garbage. I'm not going to lie. It's, But I was talking to Michaela about it. Squared either goes all in or here you go. Here yeah. They, well, you got to... Square, when they do a remake, they do like a remake. When they do a remaster, that shit is lift. And shift, and that's about it. My other point, though, is and I look, I know there's fans of Chrono Cross, but we haven't had any Chrono Trigger remake, remaster, anything. Why that's the cash cow right there. Why start Square with the second can, one? Square can print money, they could print the same thing with I, mean, I say the two games I say this about Square with Chrono. 
and or Chrono Trigger specifically and Atlas with P4G on PlayStation, you could print money. You could make your own bank off of gamers with that shit. So why the fuck don't they do it? Like I just don't, I don't <clears throat> understand it from the perspective of when people talk about RPGs, Chrono Trigger's mentioned, not Chrono Cross. It's rarely mentioned. Yeah. It's just it's weird, but well, whatever. They're gonna do what they're gonna do. It's square. We it's saw square, more man. footage for Kirby and the Forgotten Dreams. Kirby Which is coming now, soon. Yeah. March. On March 25th. That looks cool. That yeah. looks cool. And now you could take over forms, like take over a car, which looks yeah. cool. It looks yeah. very awkward. <laughs> was somebody already modded into Mario Kart? Huh. The Kirby car? I saw that. <clears throat> that was funny. Um, this was previously announced, but they just it was in the showcase. MLB The Show will be out on Switch on April 5th, which is the first time it is out. Well, last year was the first time on Xbox, and now it's on Switch, which is pretty cool. We got to see Kingdom Hearts, the cloud version, on February 10th. Um, people are, and justifiably so, still annoyed that it's a cloud version. I mean, people, I've seen more people annoyed about Kingdom Hearts being a cloud version than like any other cloud. Like, there's plenty of cloud games on the Switch already, and I've never seen this much butt hurt about it. Like, I get it. It's a first world problem to not have steady Wi Fi. But I wonder if it's I, simply because like this doesn't look like it's graphically demanding, like control is. Like, I could see control having to be cloud gaming. But I don't like, even think yeah. it's just about the graphics. If we talked about the cart size and all that stuff uh, as well, I mean, and also the developer resources that they're going to put into it and the production cost of making all this stuff, I don't know. They're just they're just doing bare minimum to get it there. I mean, I'd make the argument from my personal gaming experience, something like an RPG like that where there can be gr- uh, sections where you just grind it's nice to just, you have 15 minutes and you know all you're doing is grinding away like a zone. It's nice to drop in versus Moose, you just played Control. Like, you're not booting it up for like 10 minutes. You're not doing much in a 10-minute span. Like, yeah, you're going you to have... get stuck and like, you. what do you have to do? Yeah. Turn it off? Like, yeah. like, I've played plenty of RPGs where you just like, even Rise of the Third Power, like, I can advance like where I am in 10 minutes just by doing a few battles and kind of... Kingdom Hearts isn't really like that though because it's like especially the older ones because you you only have manual save points so you need to have enough time to get to a manual save point. Well I guess um, my point was on the Switch you can just put in rest mode. You could but you're risking it. You like, are if risking I don't, it. Like, if you're in rest mode and it's a cloud game and it disconnects well, are you going to lose progress? Well, that was my point. It's a cloud game, so you wouldn't do it. Like, kind of like when Moose did that with Warframe and crashed his whole Switch. Yes. That was not a good time. Not a good time at all. <laughs> but, like, I played Diablo 3 on pretty much everywhere, but when I played on Switch, I did put it in rest mode in dungeons, and the only 
drawback was it did kick me from online, but you could play offline. I would just have to do like a reload to get back online. With the cloud version, obviously, it could you could risk losing everything you just did. So yeah, no big deal. Um, they announced Klonoa. It's Klonoa one and two will be out July eighth. Um, I've seen uh, since then a lot of hype for this, and I think a physical edition was already announced. Next one, this was a bit of a surprise. A portal collection, portal one and two. Yeah, cool. I think it's, I mean, it's an older game, but that's cool. Get it on Switch, let people play on the go. Yeah, I will be out this year. It's no specific date. Yeah, they just said 2022, I think. Yeah, next is a I don't think it had the label, but it's kind of a 2D, 3D live alive. Yeah, the um, a lot of people um, excited for that. RPG that never came to America. July twenty yeah. July twenty second. This look really 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 cool. Um, it's definitely on my yeah. wish list. Same. Nintendo Switch Sports. We're getting a new <laughs> Nintendo Switch. We're getting a new Nintendo Sports. This I'm actually shocked we haven't had this yet. I know. I was surprised that wasn't like a priority for them in like 2017. Yeah, it's like five years later. Uh, Guys, it's just five years old. How does that like that just threw me for a loop saying that out loud? Yeah, and they yeah. say it's in the, it's in it's uh, the middle of its cycle. Yep. So that will is, be out. I mean, April 29th, and there's a free online test April uh, February 18th to the 20th. So this weekend, this will be pretty cool. Uh, motion controls and controller inputs. I'm going to butcher this. Uh, we saw Taiko no Tatsujin, that rhythm game. <laughs> will be out this year. That's all they said. Um, they showed Triangle Strategy with the demo available now, up to Chapter 3, as we mentioned, with the ability to, your progress is saved and transferred over. Releasing March 4th. Yep. Yes. Yes. Cuphead's DLC, the delicious last course, got a release date, June thirtieth. Mm-hmm. I know people have good... been waiting for that. It's been at least four years, maybe five years since Cuphead, as well. No. Yeah, that was like 2017, 2018. I want to say twenty seventeen. And the okay. verdict is to our field correspondent 2017. Yeah, yeah it's it's five years. Jesus, I know. Holy right? cow! And they're just putting the last DLC out. Wow. Uh, I, is it is it still just a two person team? Uh, probably. Um, the reason I didn't think it was that long ago is because it was a shadow release July 28th of 2020 on uh, PS4. So that's why. It was three yeah. years before it came to PS4 and then it came to PS4. Switch was 2019, which is when I bought it. So I have it on Switch. But I remember it just I, just, I graduated in 2016 and I remember it being a big deal shortly after graduating college, so. 
Next one was a bit of a surprise. Metroid Dread is getting new content in the form of two, three modes. Dread mode, which is basically you take Get one fucked. hit, you're dead. <laughs> yeah. They've added they know a, they know their community though. You can tell they know their yeah. community. But on the flip yeah. side, they added a rookie mode, which is basically kind of like a, a story mode type. And they're adding later a boss rush mode, which is pretty cool. They know they know that the Metroid community is about speed running and different challenge runs and stuff like that. You can tell that they know their community with yeah. these updates. Yeah. On the Nintendo Switch Online, Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings are available now. That's big. Yes. Then we got a mini sizzle reel, which they always do. Zombie Army, Zombie Army 4, um, Demon mm-hmm. Slayer, as Moose mentioned earlier, Get to Fumiden, which actually this Wednesday, so after this, uh, before this goes up, it is leaving early access on PC. So, interesting that it's leaving after it's on Switch, but... You would think it would have been like a day and date. Yeah, like, out of early access, available everywhere. And Lego games and Two Point Campus. Then we got Mario Kart news. Um, Basically, we're not getting a new Mario Kart on the Switch because they've announced they've remade... 48 courses from all the previous mm-hmm. games that are coming out in packs of eight through the end of 2023. So if we do get a new Mario Kart at the end of the Switch, it will probably won't be till 2024. Um, the first pack comes out March 18th. It is free with Switch Online or $24.99 for the entire pack. I like free, um, but that price, I mean, obviously I'm not paying it because I have Switch Online, but it's kind of steep for, you're not like, and also Mario Kart 8 is not a Switch game in the sense that it was a Wii U game. Mm -hmm. This is not like a new, it wasn't like a new Mario Kart. Hey, they added the word deluxe to the title. It's totally new. You're right. Moving on. (laughs) Honestly, though, maybe, I don't know. Mario Kart really doesn't, do you really need sequels? Like, it's the type of game you could, unless you're graphically enhancing it, it could, it's, it could almost be like a live service. Only and, if and, you're changing the essential mechanics. Like, for example, Double Dash on the GameCube kind of rejiggered the formula enough to be a new right. Mario Kart. You know what I mean? So, like, if they change the formula enough, then, yes, they it's ready for a new installment. But also, if they're keeping it the way it is, they could just keep adding content like they yeah. are now. I mean, $25 is not terrible to 48 courses. That There's a lot of courses with, at the end of the yeah. After the, those are all out, there's, there's a lot. Um, and we close the show with... Me and Moose... At, Moose said it out loud, but we both thought Breath of the Wild at first because 
the way it looked like the guardian like weapons look like that glow and then it opened with like a song but no it is xenoblade 3 i yes. freaked out man i freaked out which is cool xenoblade 3 it will i be said out. it before the show in our chat just so that everyone knows i said it september 22nd I can't believe it's this year. I thought it, I was like just hoping for an announcement. I did not yeah. think it would be a fall release for this year. That is that's going to be awesome. Yeah, yep. it's going to be awesome. But at that point, it will be almost four years since Cineblade Two. I want to say that was fall twenty eighteen that that released. Um, I think sounds about right. So it will be four years in between games, unless you count the definitive edition. For the first game, which is, I mean, it's a remaster. It's not. It wasn't a totally yes. new game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hype as fuck. Hype as fuck, and it's supposed to connect the stories and all this shit. I have no idea. I don't even want to know. Just I Nintendo announced the direct as what will be in the first half of the year, and we got like yes. three. To they four said mostly. They said mostly. Yes, most. Yes, mostly. Yeah. I mean, I don't. But with Xenoblade at the end of September, I mean, do do you think we get anything else major from Nintendo outside of Indies, like the major titles? I think one more. I think there'll be one other big release this year. Yeah, it'll either be one or the other, Bayonetta or Breath of the Wild, potentially, or something completely out of the, like unannounced from one of their other IP, but it won't be more than one of those things. I think it'll be Breath of the Wild. Like they don't have a big one for the summer yet, right? Isn't Strikers? I'm not, I'm, I'm not Strikers? counting Three Hopes or Strikers. I mean, like a big, like RPG kind of like a Bayonetta uh, or not I mean, Bayonetta being an RPG, but like a big ba- Breath of the Wild. Alive. Yeah, it's I wouldn't alive, call that big. But well, like, Fire Emblems in June. I know, but that's a Muso. That's not, I don't even know if that's yeah. Nintendo first the, party Nintendo also seems to do every other month like yeah. they don't follow a well they don't follow any plan no nintendo does their well, they own have a plan it. but it's their own yeah exactly it's their own and <laughs> also it's like if sony or xbox came out with like no we're gonna have a game every other month there'd be riots nintendo's like we're going to have a game every month. And Nintendo fans are like, no, we want a game every four months. Come on. Yeah. It's like it, Nintendo doesn't almost does no wrong in a sense. It's just so weird. They do a lot wrong. But they do a they lot. They do many wrongs. They do oh, a lot of things oh, wrong. I'm aware they do a lot of wrongs. But um, it's like they, I don't know. Um, no, but it was a good direct. They had a lot of stuff. Well, I'm also thinking about reversing my brain here. What else released in the fall of 2018? I don't think Xenoblade was the only big marquee title for the Switch in the fall of 2018. I'd have to go back and look. Um, Because they they will crowd their release schedule sometimes. Octopath was that summer. July 2018, I want to say, Octopath was. Yeah. So they had two pretty big JRPGs only a couple months apart there. I think they'll release a big one in the something big in the summer besides 
Fire Emblem Three Hopes because I, I don't even know if that's first party Nintendo. They might be have a third party doing their Muso shit. I don't well, know. I was gonna add, is, that's a first party IP though, right? Fire, Fire Emblem, Emblem is, or is that just kind of like Pokemon where it's like the only place you can play it is Nintendo, even though Nintendo doesn't own them. Is Fire I was Emblem say, actually first party? Because like but, they, last year wasn't last year uh, Age of Calamity. Or did that come out? That came out the year before. So well, Age of Calamity the, was twenty. Intelligent Systems. Intelligent Systems. I mean, it's it is parent organization Nintendo. Okay, so it is first. So party. I fit. So that's why I was saying like that's a pretty big release for them because they gave Hyrule but it's Warriors. A, it's not a Age yeah. of Calamity. A uh, uh, solid treatment. Yeah, they did. So I feel like they do the same thing with Fire Emblem. They wouldn't want to do that franchise wrong. So yeah, I think that counts as like a, a legit release. Uh, it them. is a legit release, but it is not like a... It's it's published by Nintendo, but it's being made by Omega Force, who does a lot of the Musou shit. And also Team Ninja is, is helping. That's right. You'd be more familiar, Michaela. Is this a connection to Three Houses then? Three hopes, or oh it, yeah, but then oh. where does where did warriors fall before three? Houses? Fire the original Fire Emblem Warriors. I have no, no the idea. One. The Switch one. Yeah, I have no idea canonically because the Fire Emblem series is is like it's anthologized like a lot of other JRPGs are. They're not all connected, um, but this one is definitely connected to Three Houses. But Three Houses was a standalone; like it wasn't connected to other Fire Emblem games. But this is an addition, like, I want to say this is almost like a retelling slash addition to the story of Three Houses. Okay. They presented it kind of weird. I have to go back and watch the trailer again. Fire Emblem yeah. Warriors it says it was, was September 2017. What was? Warriors. Warriors, yeah. But it's considered a spinoff. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. It's confusing. It's too confusing. I didn't even realize Tokyo Mirage Sessions is part of Fire Emblem. Yeah, Mirage, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, it's a mashup, basically, of SMT Persona shit meeting Fire Emblem. That's what that is. Yeah, I have no idea. Did not know that. My only Fire Maybe Emblem experience did. is that um, the mobile game. And I only you, would, you would have liked the old school Fire Emblem stuff. Well, I like, I actually, aside from it being a mobile game, which I just hate, I like the concept of the, the tactics space in the mobile game, like I would have played that if it was a console game. I just don't like mobile games. Period. Understandably so. But the whole move on a grid, different style, like this this is weak against this and this is strong. I like that, but Oh, that's what it was. So I was so 
reversing my brain to 2018, what all released. So Octopath was the big summer release in July, and Xenoblade was a big fall release in September. December 2018 was Smash Bros. They, they, oh. yeah. I think even with Xenoblade slotted into September, you can expect at least one more giant marquee first party title yeah. that doesn't have a date yet to get on the calendar for Nintendo this year. If Whether was, that be I, Bayonetta or Breath of the Wild or something else. If I was a, a betting man, I would bet on Bayonetta 3 and the fact that Breath of the Wild 2 gets pushed into next year and probably comes like the same time that Breath of the Wild did, like a, like a March release. You know what I mean? Like come Could out do. in early spring, like February, March, uh, and just give it some time to bake. So. Bayonetta, I feel like that one's just been in development for so long, but we it's it, there was such a huge gap of time before yeah. hearing anything about it. You got to wonder what yeah. the hell was going on. You know, Platinum Games would be busy as shit because they've been putting out games yeah, steadily right. in that time. Like they put out Astral Chain after that trailer for Bayonetta, but before the next time we heard about it for several years in between. They yeah. put out um, fucking Babylon's Fall comes out the day before Triangle Strategy, which is another Square Enix game. So it's been um, eight years. 2014 eight years. since Bayonetta 2 came out. So oh, I yeah. yeah, I think Nintendo coming out and saying it's in the middle of the cycle put kind of releases pressure and they can kind of push games back because at this point nobody's speculating like oh Breath of the Wild 2's not coming out maybe it'll be with Switch 2 but now we yeah. know like there's at least 4 to 5 like if it's in the middle yeah I mean, the well there's no fun. there's no need for them to update it because it's selling so well you know what I'm saying like and, and game I mean their games run pretty well on it I mean, granted, it is not like the most technologically advanced handheld, but still, it gets the job done. So I feel like, like when when we saw the Mario Kart thing, I was like, it makes perfect sense. Put out a crap ton of tracks, which will release in twenty twenty three, and then maybe twenty four, twenty twenty four, twenty twenty five, twenty twenty six at the latest. There's Mario Kart nine. You know what I mean? That comes out. It's a launch title because they can push it and make it an actual launch title with the Switch too. You know, so um, I could I could see if it's really middle of the cycle, which puts it at least five years left, which is a bizarre to think of. Like that seems like a long time. But yeah. um, I mean, they technically have iterated the Switch. Sort well, of I was a little say bit. That. Yeah. Like, they've improved them. Yeah. The OLED has some quality. Just like that. Well, even kicks, before the OLED. Kicks, I'm not gonna lie. That kickstand on the OLED. I wish yeah, my, it's awesome. The, the one that comes with the original, that thing like oh, dude, it's a crap. strong breeze is probably gonna break that thing off. But yeah. I could see a switch light version that has a HDMI hookup at some like before the end of this. Like, if this is a middle cycle, I feel like that's something they could put out that doesn't, like, break the whole, the bank. I mean, if there's five, yeah. if there's really five years left, it's just, because Switch, it's nothing against Nintendo. I'm fine with the Nintendo games. They don't, you don't buy a Switch game or a Nintendo game to be, like, blown away, like, like 
Horizon Digital Foundry is doing all the Horizon Forbidden West. Like, no, like nobody's getting Nintendo games and like, because it doesn't. It it's never been about that. Have you seen yeah. Pokemon? Well, oh yeah, my I god! Mean, I them. will say though, Dread is a very good looking game. No matter yes, what is. you want to oh, say. Oh yeah, no, I'm not saying they're bad looking, but I think. Some of them are bad looking. Pokemon yeah. is pretty bad looking. But what we expect from a Nintendo game versus, like, uh, when we saw the first uh, Final Fantasy Origins trailer, and people were like, "People, can, like, I mean, all yes, my it was frustrating." But you see that more with PlayStation or Xbox games versus a Nintendo game, but. Yeah. Nintendo gets its own set of rules. They get away with murder. Absolute yes, murder. Well, All right, their arrogance will be their downfall. But as you it never will. If none of this interested you, you have no soul, but also it's not all about you. Bye.
at Story Route Zero, we have some cool friends who do some cool things, and I'd like to tell you about them. Phoenix Overdrive uses the power of games and gamers to help heal sick kids through the charity Extra Life. Phoenix Overdrive fundraises for Children's Miracle Network hospitals all year, every year, and the fun culminates in a 24-hour gaming marathon. Find out more about their events and projects online via Facebook at facebook.com slash phoenixoverdrive or on Twitter and Instagram at phx underscore overdrive. You can also join the Facebook group of Pawn Stars at facebook.com slash groups slash Nation in order to share and discuss all the latest in nerd culture. They've also got a podcast, Nerd Overdrive, which you can see weekly at youtube.com slash phoenixoverdrive. You can also catch it on Facebook Live or twitch.tv slash phx underscore overdrive. That podcast is also published on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. You want merch? They got merch. Merch can be ordered from tinyurl.com slash phxodmerch, a portion of which goes to their fundraising efforts. Join the nation and be a hero to sick kids as El Capitan Rey Osorio, Lee the Maestro, and Becky, the lovely queen of the guild, always say, hashtag rise above. Thank you for listening to Story Route Zero. We hope you have enjoyed your time here as much as we've enjoyed having you. Once again, questions, concerns, complaints, pictures of pets, or favorite recipes can be sent to storyroutezero at gmail.com. You can yell at us on Twitter at storyroutezero. Rate us and review us on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you may have found us as it helps with discoverability. If you'd like to hit us up individually, you can find Moose Cool at Sven, that's S-V-H-E-N-N on Twitter, PSN, Instagram, and of course, Twitch, streaming games. You can find Jason Marshall writing at obelisk.co. You can also find him on Twitter, at GimpyJ, with two Ys at the end, as well as PSN, Instagram, and Twitch. He also has his own website, whereisthepausebutton.com. You can find Michaela Crescione doing all sorts of writing at obelisk.co, as well as on Twitter, at redxmod. My name is Matthew Keel. You can find me everywhere I'd like to be, at infinite underscore rewind. That's Twitter. That's Instagram. That's Twitch. That's PSN. And I also have my own website, infiniterewind.com. Be sure to check us out at all the places. You are always welcome, and you will always have a seat waiting for you on this ride. Thank you for listening, but for now, it's back to the real world for us. So we will see you on the next one.